Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Renamic. Berto Willis, your host. Thank you for kind of being part of the show. I can see a whole lot of people are what, probably tuned into their TV. Well, I'll tell you what's going on to hear about Donald Trump once again getting indicted and he's getting arraigned right now, arrested right now, fingerprinted right now, booked right now for the criminal that he is. E2247, welcome to the program. Welcome to the program, Bridge MCP, who says, hey, y'all. Likewise, we have El Señor Paul Fleming Sr., Paul Fleming Sr. from Atlanta, un lugar favorito de mío, un fa que me gusta. There we also have AVQ, the one and only Michael Rudnan. How are you guys doing today? Michael said that he'll be watching from Twitch. Well, great to see you here, everybody that's here thus far. I think a lot of people are probably watching a lot of what's going on on TV right now because... Where are my peeps? Where are my peeps? Well, you know what? We understand that they are, in fact, going to be coming. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure some more going to be showing up as they are right now. As Lee Grant is in the house, he says, hey, y'all, Lee Grant, how you doing, my brother? Bridge MCP says, hola, peeps. Hola, Bridge. ¿Cómo está mi amiga favorita? Estoy bien. Estoy bien. It's on mute, but you're watching. I'm watching as well. You know, we are, you know, we got to make sure that we keep this thing covered, right? So, yeah, we're, we're keeping it all on the, making sure we keep abreast. I forgot to turn on the closed caption, but I can kind of hear it a little bit. So that'll be fine. Anyhow, we're going to have a great program for you today. I think you're going to like it, but you know what? Where I want to start. Uh, if, if nobody has any commentary, I have quite a few videos for you today. Uh, these are uh, have an activist that is uh, the, a, a politician, progressive politician running in uh, California. I also have uh, a an artist that is uh, from New Orleans, and I also have Monica Garcia who is into about voting. So these are three activists that I uh, pulled in for interviews at, um, at at Netroots Nation 2023. You know we. Did over, uh, I think it's going to be up to 48 now because there's some folks that want to do it over Zoom. We couldn't get a time arranged out there. Uh, well, you know, it seems like I'm going to start out with El Senor Mike Pence. It seems like Mike Pence uh, is touching the waters. He's, he's, it's, it's tepid. He's checking to see a, how it's going to go over if he can attack Donald Trump for what Donald Trump really is, an anti-constitutionalist, etc. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll go ahead and take it on the other side. Fantastic what we're going to show. It seems like Mike Pence has finally gotten a spine. You got to see what he has to say in well, probably more a, a rather extensive interview that he did, or not an interview, a presser that he did with respect to Donald Trump and this new indictment. Uh, it turns out he actually has some interesting words to say. Indictment, anyone who puts himself over the Constitution should never be president. And you know what he did? He said that that's exactly what Trump did. Check this out, then we'll take it on the other side. Irrespective of the indictment, I, I want the American people to know that I had no right to overturn the election. And then on that day, President Trump asked me to put him over the Constitution. But I chose the Constitution, and I always will. And I, I, uh, I really do believe that uh, anyone who puts themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. 
And anyone who asks someone else to put themselves over the Constitution should never be president of the United States again. Now, with regard to the substance of the indictment, I've, I've been very clear. I had hoped it wouldn't come to this. I had, I had hoped that uh, uh, this issue and the judgment of the president's actions that day would be left to the American people. Uh, I testified under a subpoena before the grand jury. I'm somebody that believes in the rule of law. But uh, look, I have nothing to hide. So my focus is going to be not not on the indictment or the merits of it. There are profound issues. The president can make his case in court. But I'm going to make it clear to the American people, uh, as I seek the Republican nomination, that despite what Donald Trump has said over the last two and a half years, that I had no right to overturn the election. If this isn't a change in Mike Pence, I don't know what is. But you know what? If if we are to uh, make a change, it has to be more than Mike Pence, right? It has to be a lot of the other MAGA folks that are running that finally turns on this uh, narcissistic uh, thug who was once the president of the United States. Now, if that happens, if that happens, yes, he'll maintain his 33% core, but I really think the drop-off will be subst- substantive enough that it will likely guarantee not just a presidential landslide in as much as the polls are not showing that right now, but an electoral landslide, not only in the electoral college, but also for the subsequent races, meaning uh, house races, governorships, etc. I know many are looking at this and are scared and think this is wishful thinking. I think this may be the point where we see the Republican Party starts to hit the inception of its destruction. Check this out and really think about it, because I think, uh, you know, a lot of times when things are about to fall, you don't exactly see when it's going to happen. Well, I think we are approaching that point. I really do. I really think we're approaching that point. But anyhow, welcome aboard, Melanie Keelan. Great to see you here from Barcelona, Spain. Two programs today, Melanie. I saw you earlier in the morning, uh, which would be, I guess, early, uh, late, middle, uh, early afternoon there. Anyhow, Bridge MCP says federal courts don't allow cameras. Only Scotus uh, can change uh, that. But this trial of trials should be uh, aired to everyone in the U.S. It might help us all. I think people need to see this in real time. Because this is dangerous what Donald Trump is doing and the lies that he's going to tell uh, when people are not privy to seeing this videos on TV is going to be dangerous because, you know, he'll lie and he'll create all kinds of stuff. We need to see this trial in real time before AI and all of that can change quite a few things. So, yes, we need to see it in real time. I'm with you. Bridge MCP, E2247 says, 216 years ago today, Aaron Burr's treason trial was uh, was plotting an insurrection against the United States, began in Richmond, Virginia, presided over by Chief Justice Marshall. E2247 also says, the only reason it wasn't televised is that televisions hadn't yet been invented yet. There is no such excuse today. Agreed 100%. Michael Rudnan says, establishment Republicans are trying their darndest best to prevent Trump from taking the GOP down with them. Trump's way out in the lead this Republican primary. Trump is likely to go forward to the general and then crash and burn once the trials start and the evidence becomes impossible to ignore. It sure seems like most American conservatives will choose to ignore and deny Trump's legal problems for as long as they can 
until they can't. I swear this playbook is the same damn thing most American conservatives are doing with climate change, as if they don't want to live in reality. I agree, brother. I agree. Carl Cox is in the house. He says Trump is code for an AZI. Bridge MCP says, hey, Melanie, and she is in the house. What is Facha Fuchia tongue out? Oh, what does that mean, Bridge? Face Fuchia tongue out. Am I missing something? Is that a phrase I should know? Is my mind slipping me or something? I don't know. Help me out, Bridge. What does that really mean? Uh, Face Fuchia tongue out. Huh? Face Fuchia tongue out. What? emoji is that i don't know oh that was supposed to be an emoji that's what it is that's right that looks like the signal for the emoji that's right you know sometimes your your, your mind is thinking something so different from what word things are that you forget that uh, that is the kind of the symbol way in which emojis are in this emoji exactamente mundo okay let's go ahead and talk to monica garcia what she has to say and then we'll take it on the other side. Monica Vargas Garcia, take it away. Welcome to Politics Done Right. I'm here with Monica Garcia. Monica Garcia is with? Stand Up America. We are a community of two million progressives from across the country. We're in every state and every congressional district. Mm-hmm. And we're working to pass common sense democracy reforms. Now, in these times where we have many times Republicans are trying to kind of uh, garner the market on on voters for things that don't that, that's out of their interest. How are you all making a difference? Um, so we are supporting um, democracy efforts in different states. Mm-hmm. There are states that are pushing to expand voting mm-hmm. um, to bring more people into the fold mm-hmm. um, and uh, restore voting rights, for example, for people who were formerly incarcerated. That happened in Minnesota mm-hmm. um, recently. They also passed a big democracy package that makes it easier for folks to vote. So Mm -hmm. while many Republican states are trying to restrict the right to vote, um, there are others and people should feel hopeful about this. Mm -hmm. There are others. Minnesota recently, New Mexico recently are trying to make it easier. And that's something that we should be excited about. Now, um, I I get that, you know, let's say the states that we consider blue states are able to do that. Are, Are you able to get some sort of a work done in the red states where that practice of denying people the ability to vote easily is done? Are you able to uh, to find approaches to get around it in those states? Are you helping people, let's say, register to vote or getting around the hoops that stop them from voting? Yeah, so what we have been doing in different states is uh, defense work, so lobbying folks in um, or lobbying lawmakers in those states that are trying to restrict the right to vote mm-hmm. and getting our members involved in, uh, you know, calling their members of, of um, or their local representatives mm-hmm. um, to stop those. And I mean, there have been efforts that uh, have been stopped in Alabama. That uh, our community of there was um, calling folks, but there's also like a big movement within those states mm-hmm. that are like used to fighting those fights. Um, and they were successful this year in in other um, states like Florida. Florida passed a uh, very restrictive law that makes it harder for mm-hmm. third party organizations exactly to mm-hmm. register people to vote. And as we know, those organizations 
often are the ones that are registering lots of voters of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, in that um, respect, there are other folks working uh, through the legal system to challenge those. Um, and uh, I think it was just this week, mm-hmm. um, a, a judge uh, paused parts of that Florida law. They sure did. Yeah, yeah. they sure did. Now, um, how are you guys funded? Because, you, you know, I mean, every I guess the big thing right now is how these different organizations that are trying mm-hmm. to do good, especially the ones that are considered doing the progressive things are funded or, 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 or is it through websites? How are you funded? Um, so part of it is through um, through donations mm-hmm. um, at, you know, if you sign up for, um, to receive our emails at standofamerica.com, but we're very fortunate and that our founder has, you know, put in his own, um, you know, he put his money where his mouth is because mm-hmm. he truly cares about these issues. Um, and so um, with that and supplemented, obviously, with, you know, generous mm-hmm. donations from either the public or, or um, donors, uh, we've been able to support in-state partners. No, that is great because that one of the biggest problem we have in, in the movement to get people more engaged is in fact funding that you have a, I don't want to say a Santa Claus, but a good, a good donor. It's good, a good citizen. A good citizen. Yeah. I think it, it is, it is so important. Now, uh, this election coming along 2024, mm-hmm. uh, it's been sort of scary to a lot of people because uh, we've seen a whole lot of these legislatures actually effectively pass laws and we have a Supreme Court that isn't conducive to make these changes. Later on today, we're going to speak to one of your courts on, on the Supreme Court, but uh, what specifically can you say about 2024 that should, shouldn't give anybody pause about, you know, going out there and do what can we do right now to, to, to mitigate all what these red states are doing. Yeah, and I mean, I think getting involved in uh, your local and state fights is critically important because they are the ones passing the laws that determine, you know, really who gets to vote next year um, or who has that ease to vote next year. Um, and so, you know, visiting standofamerica.com or, or going to local organizations that do this work is going to put us in a good position um, to vote next year. Well, that, that is so important. Now, you have a you have a stellar career. You work with some of the big wheels out there on the Hill. Tell us a little bit about that because I want folks to understand that, you know, we have a lot of good people out there doing good work like yourself. Yeah. Um, so I worked on Capitol Hill for nearly a decade. Um, I worked, uh, first started off as a junior staffer working with a, you know, um, Democratic leader, um, Harry Reid mm-hmm. uh, in the Senate. Um, and I worked for a few other folks Folks, including uh, Senator Durbin um, and uh, Senator Catherine Cortez Masto. You know, I mean, that, that's a good. That, that that was a hell of a start because I tell you what, um, they were they are also champions for things like voting and the others. So it was great having yeah. it. Before we close, anything would you like to add to to the commentary? Yeah, um, I'd say that people people often get discouraged mm-hmm. about the state of our political affairs, but there are so many good stories across the country of people um, fighting for to expand voting rights, to get their um, issues, the issues that they care about across, and they're winning in, um, you know, in California in recent years, restoring voting rights to 
uh, formerly incarcerated people um, in, in New York. New York, well, I think it was last year, passed a voting rights act. And so, like, the pressure that people put on their lawmakers, it really works. I mean, working in Congress, like, when folks would call into the office, mm-hmm. constituents would call, the members pay attention. Oh, so they really do listen to those calls. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, you know, the, the, the folks at the front desk, mm-hmm. they go back and they report to people. You know, we've gotten so many calls on this issue, something that we should be paying attention to. Mm -hmm. And they really want to hear from their constituents, especially if you are a constituent, if you live in their district, if you live in their state. Um, In in the case of senators, they're listening. Excellent. That's nice, Noel. Look, Ms. Garcia, thank you so kindly for being here on Politics Done Right. And thank you for the work that you're doing. It's very important work. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. Absolutely so, folks. Absolutely. Yes, uh, yes, and you're running. I'm hopeful for the next generation of progressives who are pushing for local issues and working their way up. I am in complete agreement with you, sir. Uh, and um, by the way, I have, let's see, Deborah Moyers is in the house. How are you doing, Deborah? Great to see you here. Uh, who else is in? Uh, let's see, uh, Dr. Ja- Dr. Janine S. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Great to have you here. This next young man uh, is from New Orleans, and I found his story intriguing. Check it out, and then we'll take it. In el otro lado, we'll take it on the other side. Yeah, Trump was just sworn in or checked in or whatever it is that they do at these places. So let's go ahead and listen to Marcos Aquilana. Marcus Akinlana, welcome to Politics Done Right. How you doing, my friend? Only why you share a lot of creative makes a great work. Great. Well, hey, good. thanks for you, my brother. Let me tell you something. Uh, why, first of all, before I get started, why are you at, at Netroots Nation? I was invited by the Vocal Fellowship Program. I'm a Vocal Fellow uh-huh. for 2023. I'm doing a project in the Deep South, and they, give, they also give us opportunities for training. Uh-huh. So I'm here to get my consciousness expanded. Okay, well, um, now you you taught me something over here. You know, in Panama, where I'm originally from, we have some of the folks of our of, of 
our hue of our ethnicity, they were called cimarrones. Those were the, I guess, the exclusives that, that took care of things on their own. Well, you told me there's a similarity in New Orleans. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, the original name of Louisiana is Bobancha, the place uh -huh. of many tongues. Uh -huh. And in Bobancha, we had more, during the time, the dark days of slavery, right. we had more maroon, cimarrones, uh -huh. the, per and capita. That's what, that's what I'm talking about, the cimarrones, yeah. yeah. Per capita than Haiti or Jamaica. People don't know this. And they were ferocious freedom fighters. Right. And ingenious builders of their own way of life. And they basically took over the bayous in the eastern part of what's now called Louisiana, but the real name is Bobancha, mm -hmm. and in other areas north and west of what's now New Orleans, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Bobancha. Right. Yeah? Right. And so they... They refused to be enslaved and they fought militarily. Right. But they also were masters of agriculture, bush masters, ma masters of, of, the, of society, of building alternative societies. Right. Right. Now, what, what do you want to bring with this? Because, I mean, I, I think you're trying to reinvigorate. You're trying to rebuild what was there because you think, I guess, the culture has fallen, uh, uh, I don't know, gone awry and you want to build back the strength that this, this culture had. Well, without a doubt. We living in a post-Katrina reality. We have not really recovered from Katrina. People are not really talking about that, but it's a fact as far as I'm concerned. But beyond that, we have over 300 years of vicious colonization. Right. Okay. So, you know, now we find ourselves at a crisis. If you're familiar with what's going on lately in Bobancha, aka New Orleans, you will know that we've been having a uh, all the evils of society spiraling out of control. Right. Even though we have such a beautiful place with enormous culture, tradition, What are you heritage. calling the evils of society? What exactly do you mean by that? Well, I mean, uh, sociopathic behavior, that, as far as I'm concerned, has its roots in Eurocentric colonization. Right. Okay. Which then exacerbates things like homicide rates, poverty, uh, uh, poor educational situations, uh, housing shortage. You, you said it there. All right. the basics of life. Are in jeopardy for many people. Okay, right? now you just call that the Euro Eurocentric colonizations, and and you're saying that because let, let me tell you, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. You're you're telling me that you believe that the colonization that has occurred, the, the enslavement that has occurred, all of these things are the genesis of the problems in in New Orleans and these other inner cities. Is is it's actually what has caused this particular issue. You said it better than me. The genesis. I like the way you put it, the genesis. Right. This does not this does not take away anybody's responsibility to rise up and, and help to elevate this situation. Which is what you're you are That's doing right. in yes, your I'm saying, yeah, but but the, yes, the genesis of this comes from that essentially. Right. And then from there it spreads out and spirals out into other uh unwanted behaviors. Right. And unwanted uh, uh, ways of thinking. One of the things that Eurocentric colonization does is it limits a person's worldview so that whatever they're faced with in life, they can only pull out of that Eurocentric colonizing trick bag to try to come up with solutions to it. You dig? Yeah. All right. So what we're doing is we're uplifting the name of the indigenes, Bobancha, right? The place of many tongues. We're uplifting the, the, the way of thinking the way of problem solving of the Maroon so we can repopularize that so people can add that into their trick bag to 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 master the challenges of life right now today. I think, right. and tell me if I'm, if I'm interpreting you correctly. I think mm -hmm. what you're saying is mm -hmm. you want to redirect these people's focus and you think in redirecting these people's focus, you can actually 
have them remember where they're from. And because they, they had some sort of a personal authority, that will reduce this type of violence or whatever that, that will contribute that, that to a, will contribute higher culture. To so yes. because I, I, again, they will no longer be living in, or, or there will no longer be under what a foreign culture has. Not a, I, I shouldn't even say it that way, but what a foreign no, culture has done. I agree with that. For, that. A foreign culture has imposed upon them, which causes psychosis. Yeah. Now, now let right. me tell you something that's interesting, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. um, and this is something that I've faced before and had to have answered before. Mm -hmm. uh, folks would say, "Oh, well, you know, th they would want to make it the issue that makes somehow the balance." Well, let's say within the urban communities, the mm -hmm. black communities, in your case, bunch. Uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, that it is something intrinsic to the people itself. And they will go ahead and say, look at what's happening in, in Ken not Kenya anymore, but look at what's happening in Yemen or look at what's happening in, in these. And they will try to give an example of the violence that our media shows over here from these places at the same time that it shows the violence and not realizing that two things, the colonization occurred all over, over the place. As well. Yeah, but they haven't secondly, done their study. But right. secondly, mm -hmm. but secondly, it's right. not only that, mm -hmm. but our our brothers and sisters of all ethnicities, our brothers and sisters of all races. Let's not forget the Yugoslavia's the the, the war, the what Yugoslavians did to Yugoslavians. Let's not forget what Serbians did to Herzegovinas. Let's not forget what Irish did to Irish. Let's not forget that the the, the meanness of humanity at times can be all over and it has <laughs> no hue. Right, it right. has no color. Right. And but the the fact that we have certain issues, this is we need to start looking at humanity than other than the, the, to, to solve our problems, and which is something that you're working on. Tell me something else that you guys are doing out there. Well, I'll give you an example. Just uh, I guess a couple of weeks ago, we had the the fourth Bulbancha Rise Up, which is a series of Afro Indigenous inspired Ifa Voodoo art, music, culture events to inspire people. We're not really trying to redirect people, right? But we are trying to inspire people because that's I'm. I'm a I'm a Olorisha, I'm a traditional priest, I'm an artist, mm -hmm. and a few more things. So my job is to inspire. Mm -hmm. My job is to open people's eyes. And then they can solve the problems on their own. Right. Well, or we'll solve it together. You did. Right, right. So what we did, give me an example. Treme is the oldest African-American neighborhood in the United States. Right. It sits there on land that was already cultivated by the indigenous people. Right. Uh, previous to anybody else coming here. To that okay. Land, right. right. All right. At one point, the people of Treme, the black people of Treme became big time banana farmers. Right. But if you come to Bubancha now, New Orleans now, you I don't really see black people cultivating bananas anymore. They're not cultivating of there's money in anything. There's, well, no, man, no, I wouldn't no, no, say no, that far. That wasn't a disparage comment. Yeah, right. What I'm saying mm -hmm. is right. that mm -hmm. when you urbanize a people and you take away their options to land. They can lose some of their cells, so particularly if you have a lot, thousands of years tradition of being earth people. And, and yeah, to the so land. I, yeah, the reason I hold back right there is right. the comment was not intended to be disparaging at all to right. the people. It was it, it, it was disparaging to this system. Right. Okay. I'm with you. So, so our, our ancestors, our egun, our ancestors were big time banana farmers. 
And then, you know, we have people that are doing great in Bobancha. We have some people that are trying to figure it out. We have some people whose destinies are totally thrown off, right? But yeah, I don't see the banana plantations. I did see the banana plantation in the beloved Vietnamese American community in Bubancha. That's my point, right? Okay, yeah, they, well, up until Katrina, devastated their community. So their right. banana plantation is sitting going right now too because uh, right. of Katrina, right? But up until Katrina, they were cultivating the bananas. So what we did as part of our invoking powerful metaphysical ritual, this last one, we planted banana trees. Right. You see what I'm I like saying? that. I, I, in yeah, other we words, just did it. Bring, yeah, right. Bring it back. Bring it back. That's the point. Yeah. Now, I don't want to see you out here with a balaclava on, carjacking beautiful uh, middle-aged soccer mamas. Right. What I would want to see you understanding is cultivate that land and bring back the banana exactly. plantation. Right. 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 I mean, mm-hmm. I, and that, you know, uh, again, I think that is mm-hmm. it is important for all of us to engage mm-hmm. in the solution to this problem and realize, first and foremost, that the violence in America, the violence elsewhere is a human problem. It's not a race or cultural problem. And when we can get above that and, 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 and move beyond, right. that's when the solution is going to come. And I think people like you who have taken the uh, made it your life story to make those changes to solve the problems you can solve. I think that's more important than anything else. Give me a closer. Well, I agree with what you said. I'm on a vibration of bring your gifts to the table. I do not think I have all the keys to solve the problem, but I'm going to bring my gifts to the table. Other people bring their gifts to the table and little by little together, we're going to make that boat rise higher. Right. And so I see us winning right now. We're in crisis, but I see us winning. I see us winning. So my last words, I'm going to say me being from, from New Orleans, I'm a New Orleans family for a long time. The last thing you're going to hear out of my mouth today is Bobancha forever. Marcus Akinlana. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics and Right, my brother. Thank you for just meeting me and, and opening your platform to me. Absolutely. I shall. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. Marcus Akinlana, welcome to Politics Done Right. How you doing, my friend? Man, I couldn't get it to work. I couldn't get it to signal. Hey, anyhow, um, my dear Lee Grant. No, let me let me take care of uh, of Michael first. Michael says Eurocentric colonization is the root of crime. Huh? Need to prove an underlying point before expanding upon it. I'm having a hard time following his trend of thought. What he was trying to say is, uh, you notice uh, at the end when I asked him about certain things, I don't know if I got this on video or it was offline. He said, I was dismissing, um, I was earlier with him dismissing the difference between crime and 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 um, 
ethnicity, racism, whatever. And he said to me, he said, be careful. He said, remember, there are changes that have occurred for those who are enslaved and the enslavers that have, because of what it has changed, it has made it a, I don't want to say it's not a genetic change, but it's a, uh, a survival change. And, and that does have uh, some merit to that. Now, he went beyond that earlier and he said, and I think he said it there, he said there's a certain level of psychosis that occurs because, I mean, if you are constantly under pressure, if you're constantly under pressure, there are certain dynamics that changes in the human anatomy. They, many believe that the reason why, uh, um, uh, the, uh, let's say, African-Americans have a higher propensity, well, I should say black folks, not just African-Americans, have a propensity for high blood pressure is in fact the stresses that they've had to go through. So I don't, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a biologist that can, can make any real claim on that, but I'll, I'll just lay it out there. So um, uh, more study, Michael, I can agree with that. Now here's Lee Grant. He says, one man's colonization is another man's civilization. Unfortunately, that's a true statement. Just like one person's liberator is one person's terrorist, right? Those are those are things that, you know, like a, a person in Africa would look at the folks who came from Europe over there and call them colonizers because that's what they are. And it's not only that they're colonizers, they're the colonizer meaning taking things that not that wasn't originally theirs. Right. And, you know, to, to equate that, though, with civilization, nah, I, I, I think it's kind of dubious. Now, what concerns me is when Mike says at least Western civilization helped end the slave trade. Well, hell, the only one who could help end the slave trade was the people who created it. They ended it either uh, either by force, meaning that they were forced to end it, or they got benevolent. It was never a benevolent ending of the slave trade, of course. It was because they had to. But anyhow, anyway, 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 I got one more video. Let me go ahead and set that up real quickly, and then we'll get started on Sean Frame. I love this guy. Check this guy out, and then we'll take it on the other side. And if you guys have things you want to put on the screen and all that sort of stuff, get it ready because this is the last video. Welcome to Politics Done Right. Today, I'm honored to speak to Sean Frame. Sean, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I heard you were a, a special progressive out of California, and you are running for? California State Assembly, uh, District 6, which is right in the capital. The capital of California is yes, actually in my district. Sacramento is in your district. Sacramento, yep. All right. Well, anyway, what, what are you going to bring to? Uh, first of all, what are what what are your beliefs? Why do you think you'll make a good, uh, what do you call them, a state representative? Do you call them state reps? In, in uh, yeah. We call it a member of the assembly, member of the state legislature. Right. So assembly person. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because some states call them different names, it's that even though they're the same purpose. Right. What exactly do you intend to bring to them? Well, I mean, for me, look, the capital is in my district. Right. And what I've noticed living there is that it feels for most people like the capital is a million miles away. Right. The people live there. They can see the capital. Right. It's 10 minutes from their front door, maybe. Right. But yet their voice is not being heard in the capital. Right. So to me, the real impetus for me wanting to run is, look, I'm a, I'm a union worker. I love that. Education worker. Um, a lot of my coworkers are not even being paid a living wage uh -huh. in the fourth largest economy on earth in, right. this, in the history of humanity. Is that okay? No, it's not okay. Not okay, right? So I really come at it from that point of view that the regular working folks need representation in right. our capital. They need to be heard. We have a democratic supermajority in California. Let, let me stop you right there because you have a democratic supermajority. And interestingly, 
what happens is we almost had Medicare for all, healthcare for all in your state. That's correct. Super majority. Democrats always complain about we don't, we, you know, we, we, the Republicans are holding us back. What the hell happened? So that's an interesting question. That there were 20 co-sponsors uh, on the single-payer bill, right. healthcare. And when it got to the last, literally the 11th hour, right. the bill was pulled by the author, Ash Kolra. Yes. The bill I, was pulled. Now, he got a lot of flack, but supposedly he was covering for a lot of folks who had other things that they didn't want the bill pulled. Yeah, I feel for him because I know he wanted to bring it. And I know right. he was serious. I think it was a real, you know, it was a real intention on his part to bring Calcare right. and have it passed. Right. So I know it must have been a very difficult situation. Yeah, I mean, and look, know, uh, let's be honest, not every Democrat single pair. We it's, know that. It's because of Democrats that we don't have single pair. If we got all Democrats on board, we wouldn't have a problem. So look, you are going to the legislature. You want to go to the legislature. Tell me what you're going to bring to California and with that reflected over to all of us. Well, let me give you an example. So I'm a, I'm a union education worker and I make yeah. a reasonably good living. Not a fantastic living, right? I'm not driving a Porsche. I, I get by. Right. I, right now, I pay about 30% of my income, including my employer's contribution right. goes to my health care. 30%. 30%. So just as an example, that's a working class perspective. Right. You know, my people say, oh, unions, they provide health care and you've got that. That's true. Yeah. But what's the, what I would rather, I'm a union negotiator. Right. I would rather be negotiating money, you, not not money for insurance companies. Healthcare does not belong with the employer. It does not. Right. It absolutely does not. Right. And I don't want to be negotiating that at the table. Because absolutely not. It, it's just a diminishment of what's the value that's possible for us as employees. Right. It takes away. Every year, the healthcare goes up. This year, CalPERS, which provides our healthcare, right. went up 11%. That, and inflation is under 11%, but somehow healthcare can be, or we have not yet address the fraud in healthcare and the only way to solve that is to have a single payer system that is for none for that isn't for profit and what, what what's amazing my friend is that uh it's hard for people if i were to ask you right if i said hey uh sean please pay this bill for me and if i'll charge you 30 cents to pay your your dollar bill so i'll pay uh, you know you want me to pay your dollar bill give me a dollar 30 right I'll pay it for you it makes no sense it makes no sense. You're exactly right. So all the issues I look at, I look through that lens, right? Like we have so many, like, for example, education, um, you know, 40% of the California state budget is supposed to be used on education. Right. And that was supposed to be the floor, the right. minimum funding level. Right. Well, what do we get every year? 40%. Not 40.1%. 40%. Yeah. How, how can an education system be maintained with that as your funding basis? And the thought process in the legislature right. is when they're making out the budget every year, okay, 40%. 40%, 40%. Doesn't matter if there's greater need. It doesn't matter if there are people falling behind. It doesn't matter if California is now in the lowest quartile in the United right. States on poor people spending, which right. we are. That's 40% is just locked in. Shame. That's shameful. Shameful. So this, you know, and look, wages. Sacramento is a company town. Right. Sacramento is mostly public employees. Right. You know, between the legislature that's there, you got the governor, you got all of the infrastructure of our state is right. all based in Sacramento. And then education workers like myself. It's a huge number of public employees. Right. Why on earth are there so many people who are housing insecure? 
in a place that the, it is the center of power for the fourth largest economy on earth. So then we're looking at Californians now. Tell Californians what is your platform and in telling Californians what's your platform, make it afterwards why it should be a national platform. Okay. And should I look into the, you want me to look right at that? You look right at All right. that That, that one right there? Okay. Yeah. So my platform is really a, a working class platform. It's called for us, all of us. And so the things we were just talking about, it's fully funding education and making sure that education in California is among the best in the country and in leading the way and showing the rest of America what can be done. It's real action on the climate crisis, which should also be part of what we're doing in the United States of America. California with one in 10 Americans living in California should be the state leading the way on just about everything we do. It's, it is single-payer healthcare, absolutely single-payer healthcare, and that should be what we have in the United States of America. And it's a living wage for people that automatically adjusts up. So setting a wage floor that is that leaves people housed and secure. Because when we talk about people being unhoused, what leads to people being unhoused? Well, half of it is that they aren't earning enough money. Yeah, if you're not earning enough money, you're automatically housing insecure. One incident away. We have to stop having people earn such a low wage that they can't actually make a living. And that when one bad thing happens, they fall out of their house and they fall out of the system and, and are so, and then, and then you, what do you have to do? You have to find people and pull them back up and you have to keep people from going there. Right. You know, I, I, honestly, these, these are the issues that I want to lead on. And if we lead on them in California, we can make it happen in the United States of America because we have one in 10 citizens and we have such an enormous part of the American economy. And you are the fourth largest economy on earth. The world. On earth. Sean Frame, it's been my pleasure to speak to you and good luck because Thank you. What we need full throated progressives out there making a difference. I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yeah. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. <laughs> Deborah says, Sean for president. I really like that guy. He is, you know, uh, he is a full-throated, full, full, full-throated progressive. Lee Grant says, writer Zora Neale Houston said, slavery is the price I paid for civilization. I think you may be taking that particular thing out of context, right? I think you are taking that word, that phrase out of context, uh, but... <laughs> It's amazing because you're almost that. And I don't I don't know if you, Brother Grant, for somebody who isn't me, right? For somebody who isn't me. Because our words can't do anything to me. I don't give people who have terrible words the power over me with words, with hot air, right? But let me just tell you how that could come across to some people. 
When you say somebody said slavery is the price I paid for civilization, it's almost saying like uh, like these animals were domesticated. They needed to have been beaten up, etc., to to join the civilized world. That's not true at all. No particular human uh, type of civilization is either is somehow is uh, intrinsic to what civilization really is. Civilization simply means we're working together. And I'm sorry, tribes all over the world, whether they be in Africa or or Europe, they've been working together for a long time. And that one particular one were conquerors, meaning were the one particular group of folks were interested in taking over others. I don't call that civilization. I call that criminality. Uh, let's see. John Cotter says, hey, welcome, John. I haven't seen you in a while, my brother. Where are you today? Are you in the United States? Or are you in Japan? Uh, when Sean said he wants to fund education, was he talking? Uh, uh, he was talking pre-K and after post-12. He wants free education. John Cotter says, we just wish we could properly fund K-12 in Texas. It's amazing that that's all we're looking for. Uh, let's see what else we got. John Carter said in Houston today, Tokyo mañana. I tell you, he flies the big birds, guys. Anyhow, Michael Rodden says out of control quote, the full quote, slavery is the price I paid for civilization and the choice was not with me. It is a bully adventure and worth all that I have paid through my ancestors for it. No one on earth ever had a greater chance for glory. The world to be won and nothing to be lost. Thank you. You know, I have the best, the absolute best team here at Politics Done Right. Thank you for looking that up in real time, Brother Rudnan, and putting it out there because context is everything. And and using that phrase that, you know, you see, you see um, Lee Grant, when we tell you that the sources of information that you kind of get from, they are using words to mislead you and to change you from things that I know deep in your heart, you believe. Uh, Michael Ronin says, this is from how it feels to be colored me. Zora Neale Hurston, 1928. Thank you, my brother. Uh, seems the lag is still too much today. Really? Uh, aren't you guys getting my... Oh, you're talking about the, the time between when I'm done and not... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have a quote on that one right now. All right. Maywood also said there is still slavery right here in this country and slavery right here in this country. And yes, people are trying to end it. It's just the corporate ring right wing. Thank you, brother. I am glad that we all together have been learning that, in effect, the corporate state, what the corporations are nothing more than the new form of slavery. Because, again, the, the, the thing about it is they've perfected it so well that the slaves don't realize that they're slaves. Well, some of us do. And, you know, that's why we have politics and right. Right. All right. Carl Cox says, I'm concerned that there will be not enough members of the jury when Trump goes on trial, that there will be a hung jury in each of this trial and he won't be convicted for the traitor that he is. You know, I, I think. I think when people see how deep this stuff runs, uh, I, I don't think they'll get a fascist on on the on the thing. I, 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 I think they'll be very careful not to get a fascist on the on the court. I mean, on the, the jury pool, we can hope. All right, let's see. Breach has a tripleta here. Let's see. Let me start from the first one she had because I think it's a one of three for Breach, right? 
so if she did a one of three, I only see number two. Where is number one? Uh, I don't see number one. I want. I don't want to read her stuff out of order. So let's see if I breach MCP. That's two out of three. Breeze MCP. I think that's three out of three. But I don't see her number one. Let me go ahead. Breeze says British were the worst coloniz colonizers. The English took over Ireland. We got two thirds back, but they still own the north, where I am from. The Celts were also conquerors, but they did it differently. Where England made people be them, Celts blended with them. Give and take on both sides. The English were brutal. Where England uh, made people be them, Celtics blended with them. Give and take both. I think there's another one from Bridge, if I can find it. And uh, I don't see the last one from Bridge. says, it's May lag. Everything is fine. All right. All right, it's two-thirds and two out of three. Okay, Breach, it's two out of three. Okay, and I didn't find the three out of three, though. I hope it's there somewhere for people to see and go see. But anyhow, so anyway, folks, um, let's see what else we got here. Anybody have anything they want me to throw up on the screen to enlighten us all? Because we're out of material now, uh, we're done with the program for all practical purposes. Unless somebody throws something in the chat, I am going to just ask folks to support the program, and then we're going to get out of here. You know, I've, I've reduced it to just going to one link. People people know that. People are either going to say, yes, I want to make sure we have good, well-supported media or not. Egberto Willis, no, two-thirds meant two-thirds of the country. Oh, <laughs> the way I got you, the way it was slanted, it, it seemed like. It was message number two thirds. Okay, thank you for clarifying that, Beach. Because I almost, I almost went searching all over the place. Went all searching all over the place. Anyway, let me go to my last donation link, and I want to tell folks: please remember to support the program the best you can. Uh, it, it to to keep this, it has to be a continuous support. So that's why we love those folks who go ahead and say we are going to join that monthly thing at a very little bit, but that's fine. All right, here it is. Go to politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support, and please show your support best you can. You have a whole lot of ways that have been placed in that link, so you can decide how you want to support the program to make sure we can keep doing this. That's what we're all about. Independent media. Independent media. I think we're going to close out a bit early today because uh, we... All right, I, I want to go ahead also and start a few things early if nobody has anything else in the chat to say, because you know what? It's a lot of blogging to do tonight. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.